I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods. This is a bonus episode. This is my first, I, I don't know if I'm going to call it a Grom episode because I don't know if everybody knows what a Grom is because I never did and I'm not into surfing. So I might call it like Young Bucks or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll call it a bonus episode. I'll see what I put in the title. It'll be something funny, I hope. But this one is with uh, Alex uh, Sandville of first class or first cast fishing um and it's two guys alex and colin a river comb so i talked to alex because i don't think colin was able to make it but it's a it was a phone interview i don't know how many more phone interviews this one came out good some of them come out audio just isn't there so i think i'm going to stop doing those but um this was a good one it's, he was really interesting and i'm i kind of picked him out on my own and not really talk to anyone about him because i just saw him he followed me on instagram and i saw what he was doing and he's catching a lot of big fish on different stuff a lot of cast to catch stuff very well-spoken kid man i i have impressive so uh thanks again alex for coming on and i'm gonna try to do more of these like this maybe once a month called uh you know bonus episode young buck episode whatever you want to call it i don't know we'll think of a name maybe you guys i'll, I'll say what, what what should i call it and i'll let you guys name it um but yeah so thanks for listening guys check them out on instagram at first cast fishing one and check out the patreon should be uh i have the three depths on there i don't know i'm talking it's early in the morning sorry I'm on vacation uh i have the three depths on there and a rod uh it's gonna end on the first so please get in it while you can and please give us a five-star review on itunes if you haven't i'd really appreciate it and follow us on YouTube. I'm working on that this week. I have tons of episodes I need to do and edit, and I just haven't had the time to do it, and maybe I do now. I'm trying to fish one more time this week if I can. We'll see. Uh, that's about it. Monday, we got a really good one for all you saltwater guys. You're going to love it. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. And we're rolling. So uh, welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today I have... Is it Alexis or Alex? How's he pronounce your name? Alex. Alex? Um, <laughs> so you do something a little different, and you're not from the same coast as me. You're from the East Coast, correct? Yep. Uh, whereabouts? I'm sorry, whereabouts? Um, Syracuse, New York. So Central New York. Oh, wow. Um, yep. And you're younger. How old are you? I'm 18. 18. Okay. 
So, uh, how long have you been? Sw- well, you don't just swim bait fish, right? No, swim baiting is just something that I got into within the past year or two. Uh-huh. Um, I just always have been into like conventional fishing and in the tournament scene and that kind of stuff. Okay. And swim baiting, I just kind of get into got into because it just opened my eyes to so many giant fish. You know, because you always when you're fishing these terms or you're just fishing in general, going for a big fish. It's always like a methodical creature, that, that elusive double digit, something like that. And when you throw a big HUD or, a, you know, depth 250, a Gancraft, you see those huge fish that you dream about. So it's just, it's such a cool way to fish. Um, so how long have you been conventional fishing for? Um, since I was six years old and I'm 18 now. So were you seriously, when, when did you like take it serious though? Right away. Um, the first bass I ever caught was a four pounder on a Sanko actually. So is your dad, does he fish too? Yeah, my dad, um, he taught me how to fish. He's a crappy fisherman, but he loves to catch a bass every now and then, too. So he taught me how to fish, and I've just been in love with it ever since. What kind of um, tournaments do you guys, or did you get into over there? Um, So my friend Colin and I, he runs first cast fishing with me. We kind of just, like, got into the tournament team together, and we didn't really fish in high school at all. We, you know, we always planned on making a high school team, but we just never did it. So we just jumped straight into, like, fishing Wednesday and Tuesday nighters against you know, guys that live in our area, guys that fish the opens, and some guys that have fished, like, Forestwood Cup and stuff like that. So it's pretty good competition. But, you know, it's, it's good because it makes you a better fisherman, and you get humbled really quickly, you know. So it's a good way to learn, and it's definitely helped me over the years. Yeah. And then, so with your buddy, uh, is it Colin? Yeah. Okay. You guys started your Instagram page and YouTube channel, correct? Yeah. Okay. When did you start that? Um, I think we started that in about 2016 is when we started our YouTube and Instagram. So we've been doing it for a little bit, but it was, we kind of just started it just for fun. Like we had other accounts, like when we were little kids, just posting our fish and stuff. And then one day we were just sitting um, at the kitchen table with one of our friends named Lucas. And we were just like, what's like, what's a cool name for another fishing page to make? And Lucas was just like, first cast fishing. So we just did that made a YouTube and Instagram and, we kind of just started posting on there for fun, you know, got our GoPros and just recorded ourselves. And, you know, we got, we started to get a following after that. And it was kind of just like a domino effect after that. And it's, you know, just been crazy ever since. Yeah. Um, can you tell a difference since you've been fishing pretty hard since you were little, like when social media kind of changed for you? Because I feel like that question for you is a little different because you grew up with social media. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you, you, you see any of the changes or it's just kind of all the same where you're like, hey, Instagram fishing is kind of just how it is and that's how I grew up? Or you remember like when you were smaller, like, wow, things were a little different. Yeah, I definitely was like right on the cu- the cutting point for the change. Like I remember when I was a little kid, we would always go to the Thousand Islands and catch giant smallmouth and largemouth and just have a really good time. And we never really had social media then. You we were just fishing for fun and, you know, took our pictures and put our fish back but once we got to like you know middle school eighth grade that that kind of you know age we started you know seeing people you know like john b the guggen spot all those guys and that really influenced us to just started so i would say at first like it was just you know fun fishing it still is fun fishing but yeah. there's no social media back then do you find it hard to uh to put the camera down when you're fishing you know what i'm saying like say you just want to go out and fish i know i find no, it I- hard like when i like go do something and I go, man, I have all these guys together. I should bring the podcast equipment and podcast. And sometimes I go, you know, just forget it. You know? Yeah. A lot. I really like a lot. There's been so many 
insane moments where we just weren't recording because we were just stuck in the moment. Like it's it's so hard to focus on getting a good shot and you know getting the best footage you can, and also trying to catch the biggest bass you can. It's just so hard to keep both those things going at the same time. Yeah. Um, do you have any guys that you look up to? Like say when you started yeah. the the uh, Instagram or YouTube channel, like do you have people that you watch their channel and went, wow, this is kind of the thing that I want to do? Yes, for sure. I'd say like before there was the YouTube like videos, like watching all that, the very, very first person that like really I saw that made me just like, wow, like Giant Bastard Stick was actually Butch Brown. When I saw the video of him catching the 19 pounder on the HUD, that's mm-hmm. actually when I got my first HUD. I was in fifth grade. And I, you know, I saw the video. I was like, wow, this bait looks really cool. And I was like, it looks like a trout. Maybe I should get this, even though we don't trout here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get like a shad color. And so I got a little, a couple little six-inch huds and, you know, caught a lot of giant fish. But he was just like the first person I saw. But then like someone that was like making videos consistently, I'd have to say like John B, you know. Really? Which he's really, he's really changed, you know. I don't really watch him anymore. I just stick to Tactical Bass and Oliver, those guys. Uh-huh. But when I first started, I mean, John B, because... He was just so relatable, you know, pond hopping, going around catching bass. So it was just cool to, like, stay in contact with him and just watch his stuff. So, And he sent Colin and I, like, autographs and all that. He watched our videos, which is so cool of him. So he was definitely a big influence at first. It's cool to hear from you having such a um, young, kind of like a, the way you come about it. You're very young still, so you're not jaded at all. That's the kind of cool thing. I'm sure a lot of older dudes have been in this industry for a long time, so they've gone through a lot of different things. But for you, it seems like you kind of have like a – you guys just go out and fish. I'll see you put up your your, your uh, camera and just go fish. You know what I'm saying? You don't really mm-hmm. care. You just have it up. Um, yeah. So when you got that HUD, when you were small, did you have to like – did you look on YouTube to figure out how to fish it? Were there guys fishing swim baits in Syracuse that way a lot or not really? No. So it's it's – still that way like not a lot of guys do it so that's why it's been so good for me but when i first got them i kind of you know i went straight to tactical bassin you know they had some early like if you go to their og videos they had some you know like how to work a hud and that kind of stuff and i saw that and just did it in my lake you know not knowing what to expect and I, it was just a six inch hud you know like not like the eight inch or one that yeah. actually really didn't work like just a little six inch hud but i was still catching giant fish and that was like, I, I really, really believe that that was the first thing that made me really blow up because I made a video, me and my friend were at a really cool lake and I was like, Hey man, record me. Like there's some giant fish right here. And I just, you know, casted my HUD out there, like a six pounder just engulfed it, set the hook, got her in. And that, I posted that and that just turned into an absolute viral video. And like everyone on social media saw that. So it was just really cool how like, how that works out. Cause that was really like the first bait that I like remember like getting that was just really stuck out to me and was like really special to me mm-hmm. and i still have one from the first batch um that i'm never gonna throw again because it's just so special to me but yeah that's i'd cool. say that video really really was it for me do you uh so how many youtube subscribers and how many uh views does that video get so um i didn't post on youtube i posted it on instagram but we okay. have like 1.6k on youtube so not a lot but we're still just trying to you know do our thing on oh, there I, but i hear you yeah. Um, but your Instagram but, um, is pretty, I mean, you have a nice following on there for sure. Yeah. So that's where I posted it was on Instagram and that got accumulatively like over a million, two million views wow. um, because of so many people like reposting and all that. And then I posted it on TikTok and that has 500K. So it's just, 
you know, cumulatively, there's a lot, a lot of views on that video, but it's so cool. You uh, so that's it. Let's let's talk about TikTok. I hate it. <laughs> uh, I probably should be using it as a media platform. Um, yeah, you're a younger younger guy, so you're kind of in the whole social media deal. Uh, do you think that helps a lot with your brand? You know, TikTok, like putting yeah. stuff up on there. Yeah, and I just I just ignore all the cringy stuff. I just you know go on there and post my videos. But it definitely is. It made a huge impact on my stuff because as soon as I just started posting my cool fishing videos on there, I mean, I started that like a two months ago on my TikTok, and I'm already at fifty thousand followers. So wow, it really that's like amazing, dude. Yeah, so it's really a good way to gain you know put yourself out there and gain followers. So I would definitely recommend it to any of those guys coming up or anyone that has social media like. It's just a good way to reach out. No, I talked to like a Danny Delta dude, you know, and blank mm-hmm. and he has a TikTok, and I'm like, get get out of here, man. I'm not, you know. Yeah. Um, do you? Uh, what's the end game then? Like, kind of, you know, what what's the plan? Like, you're you're filming all this footage. Um, you know, you have your your TikTok, you have your YouTube, you're building. When that gets bigger, what's what do you want to do? You know, I really just want to be a pro, you know, especially elite series and that kind of stuff. That's always been, like, my dream ever since I started fishing, you know, since I was a little six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Always saw those guys on TV, Michael Aguinelli, Kevin Van Dam, and now now New Age, Steph Fighter, those type of guys. Um, I just look up to them a lot, and that's just a dream I've been chasing. So that's really the end game. But, I, you know, you have to have these social media platforms and all these things, you know, get your recognition and get, you know, brands with you to start, you know. Because it's all that's all a part of the pro circuit and all that, so it's just a good way to get my name out there before I try to achieve my goal. What did you did someone push you that way that you thought of like that you looked at where you like wow, um, maybe I have to you know have this following just to make sure I have the backup plan. Like I was talking to Palinick about it and he kind of said the same thing. You know he has a different channel, you know than just mm-hmm. his his actual fishing. You know, yeah you. I think that you definitely need that stuff. It, like, it, it makes a big impact. And I'd say someone that really, like, made me think that recently was definitely him, you know, Brandon. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's someone that really mixes it well. And you can just see it. Like, it, you can see the background and everything it takes to be a pro. And, like, you see how success, successful he is, you know, in the actual, in these tournaments and on YouTube. So he's definitely a big one for me. Um, yeah, he, he definitely helped me in making that decision and realizing that you got to really have those things. But someone that's earlier than him, I can't really think of anyone. You know, yeah. that was just something that I just thought of. You know, I just, you need to have these things. And I just thought it was cool to like post my stuff, you know. Do you, uh, have you came to the West Coast to fish at all? No, I haven't. Just, just south. Just, uh, have you fished like down south, Florida, anywhere like that? Yeah. Really? All the, all the places down this, that, oh. down this coast I've fished. Okay. Um, I'm going to be moving to charlotte north carolina really really soon so oh, wow. it's gonna be a big change yeah but it's definitely gonna be hard to leave here because you know people for some reason people think that new york is not a good fishing state and it, it really is you know we have so many varieties of cool fish but we also do have really giant bass yeah. like people if you if you come here people would say they tell you like yeah my pb is five or six pounds like that's what you hear most of the time but if you really like grind and put the time in the water there's there's 10 pounders to be caught and i've seen them i've hooked them i've caught you know up to eight pounds here so there's really big fish here you just gotta put the time in what's the state record 11 
That's not bad. I mean, that's a, I mean, for East Coast, I mean, it's kind of a different fishery. Um, mm-hmm. I talked to Keith, you know, from Florida, uh, and he said the same. I think his is like 13. But, you know, you don't have yeah. a lot of these lakes where I guess he's say don't document them or something like that, some of these lakes he fishes. But, I mean, that's a big fish. I mean, and even talking to the Swimming Underground guys, like they say they give more points when they do the ter- online tournaments for, like, New York, you know. Because mm-hmm. I have smaller grade fish, but it's still a, still a good fish, and at the same time yeah. you're, you're catching fives and sixes a lot, right? Oh yeah, I mean a lot. <laughs> I catch a lot of those that size. Um, thankfully, you know I'm blessed to be to be doing that. You know, like I said, that's a lot of people's biggest fish ever in their whole entire life here. Yeah, but um, I've had the opportunity to catch hundreds of those fish, so you know it's just really cool. It's it's, it's such a good fishery here. There's just so many giant fish. And when I say giant, that's just relative to my area. I know there's guys, you know, where you live or Florida where five or six is not that big. But I, t- I say all the time, dude, I'll, I love catching five or sixes. I'll, I'll take yeah. those all day. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have a little bit of a better learning curve? And I've talked about this before where you get to throw a bait. Maybe no one's throwing over there like a like a tiny clash or something like that. And the fish are going to bite it because you don't have as much pressure. You oh, my goodness. Yes, it's not even without a question. Like, if you, I mean, I, the first, my first S waiver, I had an S waiver 168. Mm-hmm. I went to a public lake that everyone that lives around here knows about. It's very well known, you know, and went there with a little S waiver cat, just, you know, fishing brush piles. And I'd say about 30 minutes into it, I had a eight and a half pounder T bone on my 168 and just absolutely hammer it. So I really just, it, it's a simple bait like that. You know, that's literally such a cheap, well known bait. But the fish do not see any of those baits here. They just hammer it. And no so one's, no like, one's fish, fishing swim baits, really. Like a yeah, lot of people, just I conventional. Mean, a lot of conventional yeah. stuff. And you have you have little pockets. You know, obviously, there, there's guys that, that know, and they're not saying anything about it, uh-huh. obviously, because it's, it's so good here. But, it, you know, you have those pockets, but for the most part, you don't. it's not like pressured like that. Yeah. You can go to any of these huge populated lakes where all these tournaments are going on, but, you know, throw a again craft 230 along a point you'll have you know a couple submarines saw it that someone people didn't even think they were in that lake so it's, it's really simple honestly here it's it, which is awesome that's why i don't want to leave Sunday fishing is insane but uh why are you leaving school um no i'm i'm honestly probably going to go to school up here but my family just wants to move down there you know it's just better opportunities down there and it's just way better weather all that yeah um yeah you're you're out of high school or you're still in high school um, I'm a senior right now. So You're I'm a senior. Oh, wow, man. You're the youngest person I've had on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Um, that's cool, man. So, I mean, when you move down there, uh, are you going to plan on, on maybe fishing competitively down there? Maybe join yeah, a bass club sure. and, and kind of jump. jump. Are you in a bass club right now? Um, no, I'm not in a bass club right now. Okay. And do you fish, when you fish a tournament, whose boat do you use? Um, I have a boat and Tom has a boat. So we just, we usually just like rotate who we use, but you know, like I said, I just you know fish Wednesday and Tuesday nights every now and then, and you know just try to make some money off those. Which Colin and I have made a lot. It's crazy because we're always the youngest people. Like I'm like the youngest, the youngest person on this podcast. I'm always the youngest person at the tournaments, but yeah, I always to do really well. You know, like I said, Colin and I definitely made a lot of money doing that, and I, I'd say like I haven't really had a really like humbling experience yet. You know, because Fishing is a sport of up and down, you know, and there's going to be tournaments where you go and you're, you know, you're not going to catch a lot, 
But I, I haven't really had that yet. And I know it's coming, especially when I moved down there. You know, it's going to be all different water against a lot better competition, I would say. So, you know, it's going to oh, happen. Oh, yeah, it's, but... it's a local, you, you're, you're your local, you know? You know how to, yeah. to bang them at your local lake, so it's a different story, but like. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Even talking to some of the tournament guides, it's like, when you come to... Like Keith, he came from Florida. He's like, man, it sucks over here. <laughs> like, yeah. even fishing, he's like, it's slow. I'm like, dude. And he went with hammers. He went with like Gilbert, you know, like, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like California is a grind. And the guys that do catch a big fish are grinding a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just from what I've heard from them. I'm not, by no means am I an expert, but um, what kind of boat do you guys run? Both of you. Tracker. Tracker. Aluminum. Yeah. Um, what year? Like a like a you have to have four strokes or two strokes there's okay? Oh yeah, you can have any more you want. But um we're we we actually just you know, we just run little trackers, you know, not too big of motors in the back and we sometimes get made fun of because everyone that fishes against us has like, you know, four <laughs> um four drafts, power poles, um, yeah. nitros, all that stuff. And we're always the worst boat, but like I said, we always manage to catch them, so and you are know, you fishing like is it is it an age division? Or are you fishing like against dudes that are older than you? Oh no no no! Uh, guys that are way older than us. Like I said, guys that have you know fished, fished sportswood cups and all that and open. So yeah. Um. Do you have any sponsors or anything like that? Oh yeah, I have a couple sponsors. Um. How did, I, how did that come, talk about it? And I want to. I kind of want to know like how that came about. Just because you're a young kid, and I've never talked to anyone that's like pushed something like you guys have. You know, at a young age. Yeah. So, my I got my first sponsor in eighth grade, and it was actually Mr. Tacklebox. I'm sure you know what that is. Um, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So I was an eighth grader, and they reached out to us and just said that they wanted to, you know, work with us. They saw what we've been doing because you know we really used their stuff and got a lot, and caught a lot of fish on it. So they're big. So they reached out to us and just gave us three boxes and all this stuff, promoted us, all these things. And it was just cool, you know, especially as an eighth grader to like have that, you know, like that's definitely the youngest person I've heard of having that. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think the same year, I think when I was in eighth grade as well, maybe seventh, I actually had a fast pro shop modeling shoot for like a tracker boat or whatever. So I definitely was like <laughs> really deep in the industry, like really, really young, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. How does it work now? You guys still deal with them? No. So, I'd say in the last, um, the last, I think it was three years ago we stopped, maybe sooner than that. Mm-hmm. But we stopped working with them and we moved on to Monster Bass. Kind of just like fell out with them. Um, no bad love with those guys. No, awesome I, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it's just like ever since um, they started like all the Google stuff, they kind of just, I felt like the quality of the base wasn't there. And I don't want to support something that I don't truly believe in. So that's a, um, that's, moved that's to Monster good... Bass. And, um, you know, they've been treating us really well. They got some good stuff over there. But my other sponsors are Gomexis. They make, um, this is like a JDM company. They make power handles and stuff. Oh, um, nice. They're just regular handles. And then SA Company, you know, they make apparel and all that. So, yeah, I got a couple of them. And 
I like to, it's cool to have like an apparel sponsor, a real annual sponsor and base, you know, all missing. It's like a ride real. Um, that's what you're missing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get that rod and real sponsor next. For sure. Do you have a local tackle shop you use out there in case people from New York are listening? I kind of want to pump them up, you know? Um, not really, actually. We don't really even have that many. Like, we have, like, little, like, tackle shops, like, for guys that fish for, like, walleye or like, salmon or something like that. But we don't have too many, like, actual, like, bad shops where we can get full lures, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always have to order my stuff for stuff like that. Tackle warehouse, hook up yeah. tackle. No, I know, I know of Syracuse from, I used to play in hardcore bands, and one of my favorite hardcore bands was from Syracuse mm-hmm. uh, a long time ago called Earth Crisis. You probably have no clue who they are, but no. <laughs> they're a great band from there. <laughs> um, so do you fish? Let's talk about Colin a little bit. Like, what is he, where does he live? What is he doing? You know, he's part of the channel yeah. as well, correct? Yeah. So Colin, um, we, we've known each other ever since I moved to Syracuse, um, I remember I walked into my second grade class, and he was the first one that said hi to me. And as soon as we started talking, we started talking about fishing. Um, so he was with me when I caught my first ever bass, my four-pounder. It was on his boat. It was, you know, me and him and our father. So just a cool experience with that. So your dad's are buddy, buddies as well? Yeah. We've had oh, countless cool. trips and countless experiences, you know, having like once-in-a-lifetime moments with them. So moments that I will never forget with them. It's just awesome. But, um... Yeah, so Colin fish fish is longer than me. You know, he was even smaller than I was when he started, like three years old. Like, just pictures of him um, on the beaches of Cape Cod, striper fishing with like a little Barbie rod pole. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's just always been there. We started the channel together, like I said, and we've just always been best buds. You know, fishing together all the time. You know, doing the tournaments together, and it's just like. We've created a bond, you know, that's just unbreakable. You know, we, we when you fish with someone for this long and you have this many, like, you, you see things with your fishing buddy that you you two will remember forever, you know. There's experiences that Colin, Colin and I have had that, you know, we look at each other after and we're like, what just happened? You know, like, mm. a 10-pounder just ate my hut at the bank. Oh, my goodness, that's a pound up to say that, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Just cool to have that stuff. But um, I don't think he's, going on the same path you know he doesn't i don't think he wants to be a professional fisherman um you know because it's hard you know it's, it's such a dedication and you have to really really love it you know it's like brandon was talking about like you have to love it to the point where it's like you can't you don't want to do anything else you know and that's kind of how it is with me like ever that's why when i was a little kid i knew like this was the thing for me because i didn't want to do anything else you know as soon as i caught my first bath that was it i was hooked immediately and Whenever I fit, I can fish, I'm you know always fishing. It's just like insane amount of time I put in on the water and off the water. Um, you know, I remember I started a notebook when I was really young as well, and I still have it. And it's just you know hours and hours and hours with the notes of me writing down, catching lake, catching the exact hump, like what it looked like with my eyes, so I can remember what it was like on the lake, stuff like that. Just crazy dedication, um, and it's really paid off. Like I haven't really seen any other kids other than Colin and I like catch this many giant bass in this state ever you know that's kind of crazy man that's that's yeah uh, you guys don't talk to any other people like that fish like guys your age or maybe a little older that fish around there yeah we do um there's a couple of guys that fish that are around our age but you know they 
they're always in disbelief of the fish we catch. You know, like, how did you catch that? Where did you catch that? Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it really just comes down to time in the water. You know, no one really knows everything about these bats. You know, there, no one's ever going to know everything. But the people that are really good and the people that separate themselves are the guys that dedicate themselves fully and put large, large, large amounts of time on the water. You know, because that's the only thing that can really make you better. Because you can sit in your in your room and watch these videos all you want, you know, but going out there and actually doing it is what really makes an impact. You never got burnt out on this? Like, I know my son played drums from when he was like 10 till he's 16 now, and he's an amazing drummer, and he... he uh he was on the cover of the Yamaha website. Like he's really good. Wow. And uh, he quit. Doesn't want to play anymore. I'm like, all right, it's a you know whatever you want to do. I'm not going to push him to do something. But you've never gotten burnt out, like where you're like, man, I'm done. I know when you're young, it's easy to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Literally, not a single time. That's great. Um, and that's that's why I know this is for me. You know, I have not once in my life said, you know, this is not what I want to do. Um, it's just always been that way because it's every time I'm out in the water, it's just and you just get brought to a whole different world. You know, you're just in a whole different space. All your problems go away, and it just comes down to just me loving to catch a bass. You know, I love to set the hook. Yeah. Um, it's just you know I've never gotten burnt out, and I don't think I ever will. And the thing is, the reason why I haven't like people say, oh, like how do you not get burnt out with like with just bass? And I, that's because like I haven't achieved my goal. You know, and it's also like you have to have these personal, you don't have to, but personally, I have these personal goals that like I want to fulfill, like breaking my state record because I came close so many times. But that is something that I've been wanting to do for years now. I've been trying hard and hard and hard. So I never, I'd never want to give up until it's there, you know? And even when I do, I, there's no way I would stop, you know? Because there's always an- another goal, you know? So that's why I'd say it's not, I've never gotten burnt out because I just have so many goals that I want to achieve in this sport. That it's just pretty much impossible for me to get burnt out. Yeah. Um, did you have to find out an algorithm to kind of build your page when you're younger? Like, were you like, oh, okay, I have to post this many times in a day to kind of build the page, kind of, you know what I'm de- deal like that? Or not really? You just post Um I honestly never really, like, thought about that stuff. Like, I, I it's not something that drives me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I'll, like, think about, like, what if I did that, but if you go on my page, like, if you look at how long I've been posting, it's basically all, like, pictures of just purely big fish that we've caught. And, you know, I never really want to change that. I feel like that's part of the problem nowadays. Like, it's definitely good to grow your fishing, like, channel and your page, but I, I nowadays I just see people wanting to do it for the clout. And it seems like they don't really, like, like the actual fishing aspect, you know? They're just, like, focused on their following base. And that's why I just always stuck to the same stuff, because I'm not doing it for the followers. I'm just doing it because I love it, you know? Yeah. And I just, you know, consistently, consistently want to show my big fish. So, but yeah, I, I, there definitely is an algorithm though. Like you can't deny it. Like you see people that don't even really post fish pictures, but they have like 20 K followers because they know the algorithm. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm trying to hit that 10, man. I'm almost there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a rod and reel do you use right now? Um, so me, I'm personally, I'm a Shimano guy for my reels okay. and, um, I'm just Cor guy for my rods. And I also really like Dobbins as well, but yeah, I've always just stuck to that, you know, St. Croix, um, Shimano and Dobbins. Uh, I've tried all the other, 
You know, I've tried basically every single real company that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And Shimano is just the one that stuck with me. It's just, they're so consistent once you get them dialed in. And I just can't, you know, they're just, it's just comfortable for me. You know, I always started with that. Like, I think, let me think. I think my first baitcaster, oh yeah, it's right here. My first baitcaster was a Bass Pro Shop baitcaster, like a, was it the Johnny Morris one? <laughs> yeah. I had one of the, one of the Johnny ones. Morris ones from like 10 or 12 years ago. By 10 yeah, years ago. Yeah, that was my first ever one. And, you know, I love that thing. I actually have a cool story about this thing. Um, Colin, when we were, let me, let me think. I think we were in fifth or sixth grade. You know, we were in Thousand Islands. Um, we took my first ever baitcaster. Um, and it was my first rod, too. Um, took my first ever baitcaster. And we went to Thousand Islands, and we were just, you know, fishing, fishing jerkbaits, you know. we It's crazy to think back if we actually knew what we were doing back then, but fishing with a jerkbait, I'm pretty sure it was like a Rapala shadow wrap. And we're in this little cove, and Colin was using my rod. He caught a six-and-a-half-pound smallmouth. Wow, um, he's that's a giant, big. He's a giant bass. That's, that's so big. Yeah. Was, if you guys don't live here, that's that's a, that's a true trophy smallmouth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were obviously so psyched about that. Um, I think same trip, um, I caught a six and a half pound largemouth on a jerk bait. So just absolutely insane. You know, so, so many cool memories on this reel, my first ever baitcaster. Um, and it's just crazy to look back on those times, you know, cause like, I can't believe we were that young. But then when you go look at the pictures, like we were like little kids holding up giant bass, you know? Um, oh, that's, that's wild, man. Yeah. Um, what line do you like using on your swim baits? Um, stuff like that. I mean, just to kind of let people know, hey, this is what I'm kind of using. Uh, are the are the fish more line shy over there? Or are they, you know, can you kind of use what you want because it's not the same pressure, you know? Okay, so here, my lake, they, they, they're kind of line shy, you know, no matter the size of the bait because of how many tournaments there are. They're not dumb, you know, they know. Mm-hmm. But I like to use Seagar Braze X. You know, 20, 20 pounds for like my covered glides, my smaller ones, and 25 for my bigger baits. Um, but yeah, that's what I use. And a lot of guys don't really like using fluorocarbon because it's shock. But, you know, that's just what I have the best success with. I'm just too afraid to, you know, do a the leader because I've broken off so many baits doing that. Um, but yeah, just that fluorocarbon. And my face, like I said, they're not, they, you know, they're smart. So they don't really, they won't just like crush. 30 pound mono you know they're going to see that and they're going to hesitate um but for the most part you know like i said it's just crazy here the, the swim baiting is just insane and the key that i found was just having that heavy line to get them in and having that um that floor carbon because it's clear and they can't see it as well yeah yeah um where do you see yourself in say like uh 10 years dude um i'd say probably Fishing the opens, if not already won an open um, event, mm-hmm. trying to make my way to the elite series. Um, that's something that I'm really striving hard to get to. You know, I definitely got to go to college before I have a backup plan, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I see myself. Just fishing, fishing professionally, maybe guiding. That's cool, man. Well, I hope you can make it down to the West Coast one time. Maybe if you do, we can go calico fishing, man, and can show you that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. That's something that. I, I've never done it. It just seems so cool. Yeah, I mean, like everyone said, it's kind of like a, uh, like a, maybe like a smallmouth, maybe a little stronger than that. They they fight really hard. Um, 
they say that spotted bay bass here, the the actual saltwater spotted bay bass, is like a small mouth on steroids, pretty much. They only get about the biggest you're going to catch. People are catching fours and fives rarely, but they're about three pounds, and they fight yeah. like hard. You're using That's like 15 cool. pound, you know, I use 15 pound fluoro to 50 pound braid, you know, and they'll they'll rock you on that, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pilings and stuff like that, same same deal, you know. Yellow grass looking, mm-hmm. you know. But it's a lot of I'll, fun. What's like the is there like a um a California State record? Calico, I think it's fourteen pounds. That's wow. the, the record. And then spotted bay bass. I heard of a guy who had a seven or a six pound and they were, it was frozen and they kept it because that's like super rare, but I I don't know. But I know calico mm-hmm. I know some guys catching a ten is rare right now. If you can catch yeah. a ten right now, that's like that's like catching a twenty, pretty much twenty or eighteen, no problem. Large that's mouth, big. you know, like that's that's big. Mm-hmm. Like that's if you can hit a ten, you're you're pretty stoked on a calico. That's insane. But yeah, but all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, plug anything you need to plug to help you out. Yeah. Um... Thank you for having me on, man. Um, if you guys don't already know who I am, follow me on all social media platforms. First Cast Fishing on Instagram is First Cast Fishing One. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks again for coming on, Alex. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man.